Would you like to win and achieve success in what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways Podcast, where we create winners every day. And now, your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Winner's Ways podcast. This is where we talk about your career, we talk about your money, and we give you life motivation to help you to excel. Again, today we have an awesome guest with us, and this guest is the Money Nav guy. Uh, we are going to be talking about money mindsets. I'm sure that uh, you guys are going to benefit from this conversation so without uh, keeping you guys waiting for that, I'm going to bring in my guest, Bob Wheeler. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Fantastic. I'm doing well. Uh, it's so nice to have you join us today and welcome to my show. Thank you. Awesome. Glad to be here. <laughs> so uh, can you please introduce yourself to, to my audience so that they can get to know you better? Sure. So I am a CPA by day. Um, it's my day job. I have an accounting firm. We do taxes. I am the CFO for the world famous comedy store in Hollywood. And I also wrote The Money Nerve. I host a podcast called Money You Should Ask. And I do workshops. And really, my motivation is to start conversations around money. Because I find so many people don't really want to talk about money on a deeper level. And there are a lot of people that carry around shame and the fear of being the only one making poor choices. And so wanting to get these conversations going to start to see what's unconscious that's keeping us from what we want. Awesome. So you, you talked about uh, money mistakes. We've all been there, right? Absolutely. So, and the best way to learn is to learn from someone else's mistake. Uh, and you try as much as possible not to re uh, repeat the same mistake. So why do you like talking about money, Bob? Well, I think I really like talking about money is because I realize so many people don't talk about money. Nobody talked to me about money. Uh, I had to just sort of figure it out. I had a curiosity about money. A lot of my friends are in the entertainment world. And there was a lot of shame around their choices, following their passion, not following the money. And I just realized how many people were holding on to this shame and beating themselves up just because they didn't get the financial download. Nobody taught them how to save or all these different things. And so I realized, wow, we're all just sitting around holding all this information. If we could start talking about it. And realize that we're, we have much more in common with each other um, in our fears and our desires and our hopes, uh, the more we can bring it out, give it voice. Okay. So uh, now I know you have the moneynav.com uh, and you wrote a book, uh, mm -hmm. The Money Nav. Uh, can you just uh, take us through that book? What is the takeaway from your book? Uh, so that, you know, people will know uh, if I get this book, this is what I'm going to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So the book is really a journey through your financial history, through your financial story. And what we do is we explore your history. 
what did you learn growing up? What did your parents say or not say about money? Did you grow up in a religious background? Did you grow up in a hippie commune? Like whatever those things were that helped shape you as a child, money was good, money was evil. Uh, you had to have lots of it. There wasn't enough to go around. Whatever those stories were, we want to bring them back to the surface. And then we start looking at um, what are our fears? What are the emotions that trigger us? Do I get excited when I see money? Do I get frustrated? Um, am I worried about being judged if I am successful? And, and then just start to unpack all of those things. A lot of my friends, I've done it too. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. You're broke, but you have a, a mansion in Beverly Hills and you're driving a really nice car and you're broke. So listening to the words that we use because they unconsciously reinforce our story. And so in the book, we start to look and see what's true and what's story and, and, and really work towards a healthier relationship with money because there are many people that live off of a very small amount of money a year and they're incredibly wealthy and they're incredibly satisfied in their lives. And there are other people making millions of dollars that feel empty and looking for any kind of way to get fulfillment. And so having a healthier relationship with money doesn't matter about the number of dollars you have. It's about that relationship with them. Wow. You know what? That's very, very uh, rich uh, because uh, my wife and I we were watching a movie. I think it was last week. And we saw this uh, guy, he, he has a band, probably making like $30,000 uh, per year. And this guy is so happy with his life, yeah. you know, pursuing his passion and doing what he enjoys. And there's another guy in that same movie, uh, a Wall Street guy making millions of dollars. But despite all this money that this guy has, uh, he still struggles, he's still not always happy. And we, we came to the conclusion that hey, it's not just about the amount of money you make, but the emotion that you attach uh, to the money. And I think that's a message that you are also passing across. Now, let's talk about financial literacy, uh, because one of the things that I try to uh, tell my audience is, hey, if you know how to manage your money, you can have peace you know, with your right. money. So can you share with us, how can people become, because really uh, our educational system, we, they don't teach financial education, right? Yeah. So how do you think people can learn about uh, how to manage money so that they can avoid all these money mistakes that we are talking about? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is sort of get curious, right? If you're teaching your kids about money, Make it exciting. Make it something that they can see a benefit in the long run. This is something that's going to help you. And, and with ourselves, be interested. Hey, ask other people, what do you do? Um, how do you save your money? How do you uh, invest? I think the first thing, though, and people talk about it, and I always had a reason it wasn't me, right? The starting to save and pay yourself first. You know, a check comes in and you take 10%, you put it away whether you put it in a bank account, whether you put, it's just money you put away and then you live with the rest. I always had an excuse. Well, there's this going on and there's that going on and I'll do it next week. And when I get that bonus. And so for a lot of people, it's just taking that first step. And I, I tell people, look, I don't care if you just start saving $5. Like if your story is you can't save 10%, start with five bucks, five bucks a week. 
And to your point, there's so many automated programs that will save $5 or 20 bucks, or they'll round up your money. And you just set up these automatic expenses that are putting money in your bank account. So when I do a budget, when I think about saving, I think of it as an expense, just like I think of groceries. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I set up several savings accounts and had five, 10, 20 bucks coming from each one. So it just felt like, oh, that's a, that's a coffee. Oh, that's a meal. And it wasn't, it didn't hurt me. And then as I saw the money growing, I thought, oh, I could do more. I could do more. And what it helped me to do is when I'm about to spend money, I'll ask myself, you know, is this serving me? Because would I rather this $25 go into my bank account or for an impulsive buy? And so I get more conscious about, oh, I really want to build up some more savings. So I think I'm going to skip this. And so I really actually get really more intentional and conscious about how I spend my money because I'm thinking that could be going into my savings account. That, I think that's the first place. Yeah. And that's the hardest to get started. We've all got a story. Okay. So awesome. You see, uh, you've shared several points. And what I try to do is break it down so that people will understand. The first thing you spoke about budgets, which is very, very uh, important. Uh, budgeting is a way uh, of telling our money where to go. You talked about saving. You said saving is we should make it an expense, right? Uh, you talked about intentionality. And you talked about curiosity. Uh, that's a way to make money. If people are not curious, then they probably will not you know, have that uh, mindset to go out there and find ways to make money. And I like what you said about starting small. You know, when people want to start saving or investing, when you tell them, hey, you can start even with $10, some people, ah, $10 is not going to get to anywhere. But, you know, by starting small and when you see it growing, uh, I think that motivation will come and you'll be inclined to do more. So that's very, very important. Now, let's talk about your uh, your audience, your the people that you are targeting, uh, the people that you serve. Who are those people that, uh, you know, when they get on moneynav.com, uh, they, they want to connect with you so that they can learn from you? Who are your audience? Well, our major audience right now is more probably 32 to retirement age. We are starting to get a lot of younger people as well that want to start thinking about their future. Um, but it doesn't matter what age you are, because the thing is, if you're getting to retirement age and all of a sudden you realize you don't have any money, fear sets in. If you are in you know, your 30s and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I haven't bought a house or I haven't done all these things that I think I'm supposed to be doing, panic can set in. And so we have a lot of people coming to us trying to figure out wait, how do I get back on track? All of a sudden I woke up today and 10 years have gone by. I woke up today and 30 years have gone by. And, and so now the thing is, let's get started now. There's, there's no too late other than it's, if we don't take any step, that's too late. But getting up, even at 60 years old, I work with people and work on a budget and help them so that they can feel like they have control over their lives. And so we... We want to reach everybody. I'm certainly, we've started to focus on younger people because I think there is such a lack of financial literacy. 
and to be able to share information that I wished I had been given when I was younger feels like really a step forward for everybody. So when, when you think about, because at the end of the day, the whole deal about saving money, investing money, it's all centers around uh, financial freedom. Yeah. When, when you think about financial freedom, do you think anyone can, you know, attain that freedom? Do you think anyone has the opportunity to get to a point in their life where they say, hey, I have all the necessary money coming in, so I won't need to work anymore. Is that even possible? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's interesting when you say uh, people don't, you know, they won't have to work anymore. Uh, You know, people joke with me and say, when are you going to retire? Have you thought about what your retirement is? I said, that's probably not going to happen. I enjoy doing what I do. So for me, it's not work. I actually enjoy working with people on tax strategies. I enjoy working with people on uncovering their money blocks and doing coaching with people. I love teaching workshops. That's not work to me. It generates income. I will probably always continue to do things that give me purpose, make me feel like I'm providing something to other people. Uh, But I do think as we get healthier in our relationship with money, we can have that financial freedom. We can have the ability to uh, have free time to do what we want. And and does it mean I get to have everything in the world at all the time? No, but I don't really think I want that. That's actually sort of boring in a way. And then I can't have anybody to hang out with me. If I've got everything in the world and everybody else is like, well, I'm not going to hang out with Bobby's. I can't compete with him. Um, Right. But I want to have amazing relationships. I want to have great experiences. I want to make impact. I want to have impact and I want to be in connection with people. And so learning to navigate my money allows me to have all of those things. Awesome. You know what? Uh, you, you said something that I think is very important. And that's um, the question is not uh, if you have to work, uh, even when you've attained uh, that financial independence or financial freedom status. One of my boss a long time ago, he calls it after want to. To him, uh, he said when he turns 60, he's going to ask himself this question. Do I have to work or do I want to work? Uh, you know, after is different. You must work because maybe uh, without working, there's no more money. But one, yeah, I just want to work because sitting down all day, just uh, getting up, waking up, eating, and is that's, that's not going to be fun at all. I know that. No. So, so I totally get it. So uh, you've mentioned several things. You talked about coaching. You talk about tax tips. You talk about your workshop. So I'm going to go step by step. Okay. I want to, you know, the tax season is just um, over. I want you to please, if you will, share one or two tax tips to my audience so that, you know, when people prepare for the tax season next year, you'll, you know, when they remember, hey, Bob Willa said this, this is a good tax tip. So what tip do you have for us, uh, Bob? Well, if you're a wage earner, if you're earning W-2 income, and even if you're a self-employed person, it's definitely important to put some money into a retirement account to either get a tax break now, which would be an IRA or SEP IRA, or put money into a Roth IRA, which is a uh, after-tax deduction, but the money grows tax-free. 
I think it's important to put some of that money away for the future, even if it's a thousand bucks to just get in that mindset of I'm putting some money away for later. I think that's a real important thing. The other important thing is to, to keep decent records. You know, this year I had a lot of people who they were like, I made all my payments and I checked with the IRS. It turns out they didn't make their payments. Or I had a person who made their payments, but for the wrong year and they got a refund check back and they cashed it. But now they owe all this money because they didn't actually really pay in. Um, I had a lot of people that where they got government money this year, the last couple of years because of the pandemic, uh, they were picking it up as income. They were picking it up in their receipts. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not taxable money. So getting really good receipts and good records so that the accountant can actually make sure that you're not overpaying in tax um, and giving you the best, the best, the best tax bill that you can get, which is hopefully a lower one. Although I will say, if you're paying taxes, you're making money and that's not a bad thing. Fantastic. You know what? I, I like your point about record. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> a, a friend of mine, you know, he was, you know, practically showing me how he keeps record uh, for tax season. Yeah. Whenever he has a LLC, so whenever, you know, he spends money with, on his business, he will keep a separate record. I don't think I'm that uh, organized to start keeping those records, but I think that's very, very important uh, if you want to, uh, you know, handle uh, taxes uh, the proper way. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. Absolutely. So let's talk about your coaching program. Uh, I know you coach people on how to have the right mindset about money. So uh, if someone out there want to uh, become part of your community, what do they need to do uh, in order to you know, get in touch with you? Well, they can, they can log into the website um, and we've got a whole program um, about, you know, we've got a, um, a 12-week program that um, will walk you through all of the, the different components to really help you start to get a sense of um, what, what, what am I holding on to? What are my stories? And we just go through all of that stuff and just really uh, excavate all of the, the deeply hidden uh, stuff that we carry. You know, most of us, uh, myself included, right, we run around with all kinds of secrets, hoping we can keep them a secret until the last day, right? We don't want to get exposed and, and see that we didn't get it right. And so what we do in the course is we actually start looking at what are those secrets that I need to sort of bring to the surface so I can sort of expose them, bring them up and say, wow, that doesn't serve me anymore. Or, okay, I made a mistake and forgive myself and then move on instead of, oh my God, that time when I was 12 or that time when I was 20, I'll never let go of that. Let it go. And so going through that course, there is a, there's a Facebook community and we, uh, two or three times a year, we'll do a three-month uh, online Zoom meetings where people can just share stories and, and talk about obstacles and just be heard in a safe space. And that's a, that's a great way to, to do it. You can do it on your own. And then we also, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people. Uh, if people want to start to deal with a specific issue or especially with people that are either getting married or in a relationship where money has become an issue, we, we work through some of that stuff to give them 
clarity to make the choices they need to make. That's awesome, uh, Bob. Uh, so, guys, you go to moneynav.com uh, so you can log in, create your account, and uh, you start going through the process with Bob. So let's talk about financial therapy uh, I, because I know that's one of uh, what you offer. Mm-hmm. So why do we need uh, financial therapy? Well, the thing is, if we don't know what we're doing unconsciously with our money, we're going to keep doing the same thing over and over. One of the things I first learned when I was doing taxes, I would sit down with people and um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses and I would, they'd say, Hey, my business is struggling. And we'd come up with a plan. I'd say, if you do this, 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 and this, and then let's, let's meet. And then they wouldn't do it. And, and then they're in a worst case situation. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Well, I made a promise and I said, I would never do this. And now you're asking me to do that. Or if I close my business, my parents are going to be really disappointed in me. I'm like, okay, but you're going to be bankrupt if you don't like take this other choice. And so what I realized was people were operating from their emotions, not from two plus two is four. uh, And they weren't being logical about it. And so if I couldn't understand where they were coming from emotionally, I couldn't really get in and actually help them financially. And so for a lot of us, we're, you know, people in relationships often forget that they're a team with their partner instead of in competition. I have husbands and wives, like there's a meal riding on this bet. Who's right? Who's right? And I'm like, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be in a happy marriage? What do you want? (laughs) And so when we can start to look at that, you know, I had somebody in a workshop that came to me and she said, um, my husband's terrible with money and I can't get him to get on board with me. And I, I, you know, I need him to do it. And I said, well, probably going in and telling him he's doing it wrong is probably not the best way to engage him. That's right. And so maybe you could find a different way. And so we talk a lot about difficult conversations, but to go in and say, hey, honey, I really want to do better in my finances. I'm wondering if you would help me in my journey and maybe we could learn together instead of like, I need you to step it up. Hey, I'm trying to step it up. Will you, will you accompany me? Mm-hmm. And, and that changed the dynamic because that was a way that then her husband could hear her yeah, and I- say, yeah, of course I want to help you. And maybe I'll learn something too. Right. That's right. No, that's, that's good. So I know you are not all about money, talking about money, how to help people make money. Uh, what else do you enjoy doing uh, if you are not talking or coaching or mentoring people about uh, money mindsets? Well, you're probably referring to the fact that I do stand-up comedy. Correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, for me, comedy was my therapy, and I think it is for a lot of comics. Uh, for me, I know people say that's scary getting up on a stage, but for me, I felt protected by the microphone. And if I said something really mean or something really true and people thought, Oh my God, that's awful. I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. So it was a way that I could actually learn to speak my truth in a, in a safe way. Um, and I, I love making people laugh. I think laughter is so important. I think there's so much going on in the world always. And even now, maybe even extra, We've got to be able to laugh at things. And if we can't laugh at ourselves, you know, I've made so many mistakes. I've done a lot of dumb things. 
if I can't laugh at it, man, I'm just going to take myself out. And I'd rather be around and having a good laugh and uh, stand around a while. No, absolutely. I totally get that. I, uh, from time to time, I like listening to uh, watching com- uh, the Comedy Central, uh-huh. to people like Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah, you know, just yeah. listen to their, to their jokes. I, I enjoy those things. But I know that, uh, like you said, um, maybe some people may be sensitive about all these things. Uh, if you look at what re- recently happened with uh, Will Smith, slapping, right. and, you know, all those kind of things, uh, the other side of, you know, telling jokes. But I, I think we do need jokes. I just laugh at some things. You, you, when we make money mistakes, sometimes you laugh at it and, you know, learn your lesson and, you know, hopefully get better so you won't uh, repeat the same mistake. So that's that's good. It's good to know that side of you, Bob. Absolutely. Well, and humor is very disarming. It's a great way to tell a truth in a playful way. Yeah. Um, you know, so I can tell jokes to people when I'm working with them one-on-one and they'll say, that's a great, oh, you're talking about me. Oh, <laughs> really? oh no, 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 it was just a joke, right? Yeah. It's a way to not make it so harsh and um, it lets people relax a little bit so that they can find the humor in their own past choices. No, that's, that's totally right. So I, I also see that you've traveled around the world. That's yes. fantastic. And you've been to Africa. Where, where did you go in Africa? I've been to um, I've been to Zimbabwe, uh, Kenya, Tanzania, Botswana, and I, you know one of the things that I Africa was probably just such a, a, a an enlightening experience for me um, because that regardless of what country I've been to um, that is a is a continent where people are happy and. I was so in the mindset of you have to have accomplishments, you have to drive a nice car. And I was coming in the first time to Africa and people were just happy and they would have given me the shirt off their back or their last Coca-Cola. And I'm like, what's wrong with you people? How can you be so happy? Don't you see? And I really, it really messed with my mind. I really, when I came back, I had to do a lot of thinking about what my priorities were and it, it was just a real shift in the way I saw life. I think it's so important for people to travel. Um, but Africa is just a place I hold really dear uh, because the people just have such big hearts and are just grateful for everything. And I think that gratitude uh, was a really important piece that I've really picked up um, and carried forward. Uh, and so yeah, I, if you go to Africa, go. There's so many beautiful places there, but uh, um, it's an amazing continent. But the rest, I love the rest of the world too. So um, <laughs> I've been to Nepal and I've been to China and I've I, like I've been to many many places. I feel very very fortunate. So uh, the Africa story that you just uh, told us uh, resonates uh, very well with me. I'm from Nigeria. Okay. And uh, you are right about one thing, uh, many things, uh, specifically one, you said people are happy. And that's totally true. I can attest to that. Yeah, things may not be going the way we plan. Uh, We have our struggles, 
Uh, but Africans, for the most part, they are, you know, happy on average. Mm-hmm. Uh, they laugh, they joke, they they just do stuff that will, you know, get their mind of their struggle. They they associate with people, talk to people, and that that's kind of fun. And you yeah. know, that that can be very very gracious. So I I totally uh, agree with you on that. Um, so, Bob, as we are rounding up on this uh, conversation, uh, you know, we've been talking about money and um, I know there are quite a number of people out there that, you know, they still struggle uh, to make ends meet. Uh, they still struggle to handle their money in the right way. Uh, maybe this may be due to how or what they've learned about money uh, growing up. I want you to share with us uh, what are the healthy relationship that uh, we can have with money um, from your perspective. Yeah, I think I think the question to ask ourselves is, why do I want more? Like, why do I want it? Um, and, and I mentioned to this before we got on, but you know, I have this: what, what, why, why, what? What do I want? Why do I want it? Why do I want to have more money? And why do I want it? Will it help my family? Will it give me status? Will I get to feel important? Why? And then why don't I have it? Well, there's just been obstacles. Uh, I I just don't have the energy. Why, Why don't I have it? And then the final question is, what am I willing to do? Am I willing to change my mindset? Am I willing to work a little harder? Am I willing to get up an hour earlier? What am I willing to do? Because so many people have opportunity and then don't take it. You can hand it to them. They'll go, oh, no, 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 no. I really couldn't receive this until eight o'clock. And you're going to give it to me at five o'clock. So I'm just going to skip it. And so often we, we, we walk away from opportunity that's presented to us. And so I think once we can get really clear about, like, why do I want more? What is it? What is it? Um, Then I think we can actually start to then say, okay, here's how we can start to make that happen. And that's what budgeting does. That's what goals, setting goals do. We can then start to make those, those hopes and dreams into reality by setting timetables, by setting financial um, caps, I'm going to save this much money and then I can buy the house and whatever it is. But I think we have to start with that question. Why? What do I want and why do I want it? Um, because if we can answer that, if it's, if it's really just because I want to be able to be better than my sister or my brother, or I want to be that, maybe that's not such a great reason, or maybe it is right. It's, it's not for me to say what's right for each person, but if we don't look deep within us, and say, well, no, I want to I want to have the fanciest car in town. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But just know what it is, know who you are and then go for it. It's it's available to everybody. I like that. So what, why, why and what? So, yeah, especially I like what you said. What am I willing to do in order mm-hmm. to get what I want? Because many people, you know, the society that we have right now, many people, they they kind of detest uh, the rich, uh, you know, 
our politicians especially to try to divide people uh, along uh, the wealth uh, line that a the rich are cheating the system or yeah. the poor are not going to be able to rise up and make it but i think if everyone if we can all be more and accomplish more yeah. we just have to ask that question what am i willing to do and you clearly stated <laughs> the first thing you have to walk right and right. you talk about budgets, you have to control your money. And you talk about goals. Uh, you should have goals of how you want to spend your money. And I think these things are very, very important. Thank you very much uh, for sharing that with us. Uh, as, so uh, I'm going to ask one last question, Bob. Um, when you look at the world that we have today, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've all made some mistakes and we learn from those mistakes. For you as a person, what's, uh, if you can, you know, wave the magic wand, what problem would you like to solve in the world as it is today? You know, if, if there was one problem that I would like to solve, it would be, um, the ability for people to forgive each other. Mm. Like I, if we could all start being a little more forgiving mm. uh, with our parents, with our neighbors, with our kids, with our local citizens that we don't even know, right? If we all could have learned to be a little more forgiving and a little more generous, we could solve so many things. And, and instead of saying, oh, that's not my problem. I'm going to move to another neighborhood. No, <laughs> no. Like learn to forgive and, and, and that piece of, you know, compassion that comes with forgiveness, um, I think is really needed uh, more in the world. Wow. That is so true. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is important. So guys, uh, I hope uh, you found this uh, very, very beneficial. Uh, we've been having conversation with Bob Wheeler. Uh, he owns the moneynav.com uh, and uh, he teaches people how to have the right money uh, emotion and how to have healthy relationship with money. So Bob, uh, I'm going to give you the chance. How can my audience, how can they find you? And I know you host your podcast as well. Yeah. How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Hey, again, you have a book, uh, yeah. the Money Nav book. Uh, that is, is it on Amazon? I believe it's on Amazon and bookstores, all that, all those good places. Yeah, uh, the best way to reach me, themoneynerve.com, themoneynerve.com. That's nerve, not nerd. Uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd, but it's the Money Nerve. And uh, that talks about the workshops, it talks about the online program, it talks about the podcast. Um, you can get the book and there's just a lot of free resources on there for people um, to, to utilize without having to pay any money. Um, and we just want people to start having conversations about money. Awesome. Thank you very much. We absolutely come to the end of the interview. This episode of winner's ways podcast has come to a close. We hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. We want you to win and excel in all areas of your life. And we regularly explore and share information with our listeners to empower them to win. Be 
sure to subscribe to our podcast for more tips and strategies to help you find the success that you've always dreamt of. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you more podcast episodes to empower you. We will love to have you again next week. Now, keep winning. Thank <laughs> you.